This is Jeff Ramsey. And Gasserola. And you're watching Geekscape. 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 Escape.com. Dot net. He's an idiot. Hey Geekscape, this is Jonathan Lennon here with a brand new Geekscape. This is the podcast that's all about movies, video games, and comic books where we review the news and the goings-on of the previous week in the world of movies, video games, and comics. I'm up here on the left side. You video listeners and viewers can sit there and watch me wave a pen. That's me, right here. I'm also the guy talking. Uh, I'm always joined by a co-host. It's somebody who has a really good opinion about movies, video games, and comics this week. Uh, you guys were introduced to him last week when he interview- interviewed uh, Scott Thompson. This is uh, Garrett Folly. And uh, now we're bringing him to you with his actual opinion here as a guest co-host. Garrett, tell the audience a little bit about you. What do you do? Thank you very much. Where are you from? <laughs> nice to be here. Where, where, where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from the uh, East Coast, the New Jersey, New York area, mm-hmm. metro area. Where I've lived like in Los Angeles for... 15 long years. It's not now. actually like a... Pl- like, he just said, I'm from that area. It's like he's like the, the, the Jersey Devil or something. Like he roams. <laughs> the, the Pine Barrens. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm just kind of from that area. You know? He's like the Blair Witch. <laughs> he's just... Hey, he's like... Yeah, there's like, no one there's, place. There's no town. Right. And it's not like a military kid who's like, we moved around a lot as it a kid. Depends on who you ask. There's rumors. <laughs> he goes, I picked about five counties to hunt. <laughs> and if the murderers got a little hot, I'd hop a little bit. Um, so uh, 15 years in LA. I know. Can you believe it? I, you don't I'm, look that I'm old. <laughs> like, terribly old. Yeah. I'm horribly old. Yeah. Well, I, I shaved the beard off, so it makes me look a little younger. Well, but, you can uh, tell he's jaded. I mean, look at his shirt. Yes, exactly. Your Your screenplay. This is to all the aspiring writers out there because uh, it's very competitive. So, um, <laughs> if there's anyone I can warfare. dissuade from yeah. sending their scripts out, so much the better. Is there any time where, where you're wearing that shirt that says your screenplay sucks and, and you're in the mirror getting ready to like go out and like have some fun and then you're like, <laughs> but you can't, don't even go out because you just start crying. And you're uh, like, yeah, you're right. That's what keeps does it you work against you? It does, because, but it makes you try harder. That's why mm-hmm. I wear it every day while I'm writing. So I usually wear it like two or three times a year. Fucking flies uh, zipping around. <laughs> yeah, you, so you don't write that often. You try to. Well, Your you, manager's not going to see this. No, well, you never know. Uh, yes, I mean, you know, I, I, I wrote a lot like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I've just been taking some time to reassess brainstorm a lot well so. what have you written have you written something yeah have you written anything the geekscapist might be able to check out soon or uh well uh, funny you should ask yes. because uh uh the, the dvd release of my latest film santa baby 2 is going to be out on october 12th available on amazon and all other fine e-tailers so christmas holiday season never never too early to get a jump on it just in time for <laughs> halloween yeah, yeah. Santa, the earlier you the Santa earlier you order it, the more money it costs. No, the no, price goes now, what down, is the so. Santa Baby franchise oh, about? Wait, 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 Garrett, were you the writer on Santa Baby one? Yes, I was. Okay, one and two. No, no, the no. Franchise. Listen, if they want to get a hop now on Santa, on yeah, Santa you can. Baby franchise. You should, you should, you should rent or buy Santa Baby one. Absolutely. Okay, so what is what is? Gilmore was asking a question. I think it's a very good question. What is the what Santa, Santa Baby? About what is that? I just. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously you know because you wouldn't have. Ask me on an interview without doing your research. So we'll just pretend for the <laughs> benefit of the hypothetical listener that uh, it's it's a heartwarming, magical tale of Christmas and family 
and love and romance uh, that aired on ABC Family in 2006. At the time, it was their highest-rated original movie. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I'm not. I'm completely serious. Jenny McCarthy plays Mary Class, the daughter of Santa Claus, who's played by George Went from Cheers. Everyone knows Norm, uh -huh. beloved television icon, and alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Should his mic be over on this side? No, it's good. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So. 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 I, when you say something like, okay, first off, please understand that this is Geekscape. No, I'm not messing with you. No, no, <laughs> and, and the people who come on the couch, they do like horror movies, sci-fi, like stuff like that. When you say something like Santa Baby, I expect it to be some like straight-to-DVD like gauntlet movie where it's like, well, okay, Santa's a murderer and a sex addict. And he like, <laughs> you, know, he, you know what I mean? And, and, like, like, well, like, 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 like Geekscape is where the weirdos come. Uh, yeah, you know right, what I mean? So, I so well, getting somebody on here who's like, yeah, ABC Family and it's got this thing and they're all around the fire. Fluff, yeah. And I'm like, okay, but Santa then comes and murders them, right? Like impregnates one of them and has like a crazy baby who's like retarded and uh, has like a lesser <laughs> blood. Like, we're, we're pitching Santa Baby 3 right now and, uh -huh. uh, and that happens, all right? of that stuff is in there, so... But, you know, you need to buy the DVD of Santa Baby 2 to make it happen. Okay. Yeah, but what, what actually happens in the film? Yeah, what happens, what happens in the Santa film, what ha you know, we're really going to bore the shit out of anyone listening to this. No, no, that's this, cool. But, uh, <laughs> we're we're going to do it Just anyway. take the slider on your iTunes, slide it forward a couple minutes. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're into No, Santa Baby 1, it's, it's about uh, uh, Jenny McCarthy plays Mary, who's Santa's adult daughter, and she's rejected her life at the North Pole. She lives in New York City as a high-powered businesswoman, and her dad becomes sick, so she has to take over running Christmas for the holiday season, and her, her sick dad is coaching her, and the two of them don't get along. They have very different philosophies about how Christmas is run. Meanwhile, she reunites with her high school boyfriend, who still lives at the North Pole, but she's got like a high-powered New York boyfriend, so there's a love triangle that's going on. It's For, for the Geekscapers, um, Lynn Griffin plays Mrs. Claus, and she Not was in... Door, MySpace. Well, MySpace has Geekscapers? Geekscapers, Geeksplorers. What's the name? What do you guys call them? What's the word? Geekscapers. So for the Geekscapers, who, who's in this movie? Lynn Griffin was in the original Black Christmas, and she oh. plays Mrs. Claus. And she goes crazy and kills people? Uh, she she watches in horror as her entire family is butchered before her eyes. Oh, Santa <laughs> Baby, Santa Baby, check it out. Um, okay, so so basically it's Jenny McCarthy playing Santa Claus, right, exactly, and like yeah. she's oh, it's basically it, yeah. Exactly. The guy, so Santa Baby Two is basically all the unanswered questions. All everything yeah. that you didn't know, you know, all the burning, you know, oh, you know, you really want to revisit. Is Jenny back? Jenny's back. There's uh -huh. a lot of cast turnover, but Jenny is back. We have a new Santa, a new love interest. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, these things happen. But you know, it's hard to hold down a job and like get a career, like like, like uh, hold down a job and find love. You know, yeah, like, it is. Like, like the it job is. got in the way, like the yeah. Santa Claus job got in the way of her, yeah. right? Of her, of, her, of her love and her. Because like, I love you, Jenny, yeah. and everything, and you're gorgeous yeah. and you're awesome, but it's tough. You work too much. Yeah, that's exactly right. She's like, right. I deliver fucking toys yeah. to every kid on the planet. Can I get a little respect? Night. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, Santa Baby 2 is great because if you've seen Santa Baby 1, Santa Baby 2 kind of plays like a bunch of deleted scenes from the movie without any real story. So if you watch them together, it's a lot, it's a lot more of a satisfying That's a, that's a glowing endorsement. Yeah, that's that is fantastic. a glowing endorsement. <laughs> Everyone go out and get only Santa Baby 2. That's great. It's like, that, it's like that DVD that they made out of all the leftovers from Anchorman. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's yeah. like unwatchable. Is it? I haven't seen it's it. I heard it was. Fun. No, it's not. Well, the funny, you know, if you're writing, if you're making a comedy movie and there's a deleted scene, it's because it's not funny. Like, so mm -hmm. don't watch deleted scenes. It all comedies. together and they yeah, turned exactly. it into a movie. It doesn't make any sense. But that's not what you, you guys actually shot a new. No, no, we Santa shot a new Baby. Santa, Baby Santa Baby movie. Baby it aired last year in 2009. The DVD is coming out. out. So, and we also had a movie that aired in 2007. Another Christmas movie. Three, three Christmas movies. It was called Snow Globe. It starred Christina Milian, uh, the singer, and uh, and uh, a wonderful cast, uh, including Lorraine Bracco <laughs> from The Sopranos. And that's so, it. all Wait, these. So, so, what is your 
anything with Christmas. <laughs> Do you write anything that's not gay shit? <laughs> like, like, just Here, like anything. The, the, like, the fact of the matter is, is that we wrote a number of different scripts, but generally in the romantic comedy genre. And, and this movie, Santa Baby, happened to get made. And then we said, hey, you know, wasn't it really great last year when we got paid to write a script? So, <laughs> hell yeah, so, hell yeah, hell yeah. So, hell because, yeah. so <laughs> we, we, we could do whatever, we can we yeah. criticize Garrett, yeah. whatever we want. But so, he lives near Gilmore, so that's nice. Yeah. So, then, so then we said, well, we know these ABC family people and we know that they need Christmas movies. So Want to buy another bridge? Let's pitch them some more Christmas movies. That was the genesis of Snow Globe mm-hmm. 2007. And then, uh, then they so somebody gets trapped in a snow globe. That's murder? exactly what happens. It's like Biodome, only it takes place. But it takes Christmas. place in a snow globe. Are you yeah, serious? Exactly. No, it's about a girl who gets a magic snow globe and she travels to the snow globe and there's like a magical world inside there oh, that she. And then and then they said, well, let's do Santa Baby two, and we said, you know, that's great, we'll do it. And then we wrote a fourth Christmas movie. This is all true, uh, which we pitched to them. They said, that's fantastic, let's do that. And that was called 12 Days of Christmas. We wrote it, but they didn't make it. They, uh, there was uh, some change uh, over at the executive level. So uh, the There's not already a movie called 12 Days of Christmas? Uh, probably somewhere, like but this like... was our version of that. You know, uh-huh. just a new, I mean, yeah, there's People lots of murdered. movies with the same title. So why Christmas? Like, yeah, what Christmas? No, no, wait, but, you, but wait, 12 Days you, of Christmas yeah. was, was, you know, you it was like seven Christmas? where people got killed in the, in the manner of the 12 Days of Christmas. So yeah. someone got a partridge kind of... Like in the face. In the face. Is that true? Yeah. No, oh, okay. but it could be have like, been. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> this is Gil- Gilmore. Wave to the audience for how gullible you are. Yeah. As the audience. Anyway, um, I think we've we've dwelt. But but I, like as a geek, like right. as someone who loves genre, yeah. right, like, right, right, like, yeah. like there's got to be something inside of you. Like man, no, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from the from the paycheck. No, that that's but... the it's the eternal dilemma. You know, mm-hmm. the, the you know, it's like I said, it's nice to get paid to, to write scripts. But we we, de- we have other material out there right now. We definitely have some sort of geek. You write, you're properties. writing with a partner, is what I'm yes, hearing. Yes, my, okay. my partner, exactly, Brian. Uh, we have a we have a project which is very geek friendly, which is getting some interest from a cable network. I can't say anything more than right. that right now. A year from now, maybe we'll have something to talk about. We'll be right back now. here on Geekscape right, talking exactly. about it. Yeah. Well, um, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, you know what? Like as hard as it is in, in Hollywood, like you can't begrudge anybody making a paycheck, regardless of the project. You know, what I mean? people, at the end of the day, yeah. that shit got made. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So take that. So and, let's beat up on current releases. I mean, the, 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 the <laughs> fact. Of, I mean, I, I know some of you geekscapists, like you, like like me. You spend Christmas by yourselves. Like Santa Baby One and Two may not be a bad choice. And then you put the snow globe in there as like a like an intermediary movie to yeah, kind of be exactly. like. Cleanse walk, the palate. You kind of have to walk away from the from the Santa Baby universe, and be like, you know what, like, and, you know, you have to miss it a little. The Santa Baby universe is very large and complex. Santa Baby verse. Yeah. yeah. Santa Baby verse. Yeah. There you go. I, I'm into this. It's so globe. I'm watching that. Get any like, all right. What about like a like a Santa Spring Break or something like that? You ever thought oh, about that? Oh, that's a great idea. Something crazy happens. Santa goes crazy. No, I mean you know our original a, premise. Our original premise for Santa Baby Two was quite different than the one that originally got made. Then actually got made, so it was much more that kind of a thing where Santa kind of leaves the North Pole and cuts loose a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So it was like a Weird Al song. Ho ho hoes! Literally, let's do this. Like that kind of thing, right? <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? Santa trying to get his dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> You know how they had Snoop Dogg hosting those uh, Girls Gone Wild videos? Yes. It's just like that. It's like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you girls are naughty. Yeah. And I like it. Like that kind of, oh, it's just like the yeah. most hack shit. I love it nowadays, <laughs> though, when you see those infomercials. They have they have rappers from like 1998 
basically hosting these girls yeah. on wild things like right Warren G is all about <laughs> New Spring Break with you can Cisco. Al- you can almost tell who's about to lose their house <laughs> because they're on like these girls got wild infomercials. MC Hammer presents. You know, yo, 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 I hired too many of my friends and now I'm doing this commercial. Uh, I, the, the two releases that came out this week were, uh, we had, um, what do we have? The we Last had, Exorcist. The Last Exorcism. Okay. Is The Last Exorcist or Last Exorcism? What was Exorcist. Oh. And it's like, it's like, it's like got that girl going back. Like, you know, Exorcism. She's doing the limbo on the cover. Yeah, yeah, Her back yeah. Was, she's, she's like folded oh, backwards. Oh, the Spider-Man powers? Yeah, I, I wasn't just, wasn't I, that, uh, I just wasn't going to see that. Wasn't that the Angel movie? movie? What's that? No, the, the spider. I was thinking of the movie. Oh, you're thinking oh, about no, that's, oh, the that's the Tyrese. The old lady Tyrese movie. That movie was no. shit. No, no, no. This apparently when you get possessed by the devil, you also get Spider-Man powers where you get to crawl around on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. crawl on the ceiling, talk funny, look sick for a while, but don't die. Um, Do you I watch Jesus can I wasn't gonna watch this movie. <laughs> this Last Exorcism. I wasn't gonna watch it. What the fuck? It also it's produced by Eli Roth. Yeah, so like, produced like, by Eli Roth. Uh, wasn't gonna watch it. And here's the thing. Um. Did you see the movie? No, no, no. no. We're going to see this movie, and in 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 to put the final nail in the coffin on whether or not this is something to spend your weekend doing. Uh, who, who's this dude? Frank Sanders up in uh, Long Island, <laughs> one of our favorite geekscapists. Is our friend and an ex juggalo. Yeah, no, no, he's no, a current juggalo. Yeah. Oh, current. Uh, he, juggalo. he probably still jugs on the side, and uh, so so he <laughs> posted on Twitter. He went to a midnight screening. It was like there because you have to see that first thing. You know it's or gonna else, be sold yeah. out the next day. Well, you're if not you're gonna if be able if, to see if, it for a week. If you're gonna see the movie, you want to <laughs> see the movie with like-minded individuals. You know yeah, I mean? opening night, late at night. Open, exactly, opening night. Yeah. If anybody sees you walking into the theater, you're not gonna get like shunned yeah. too much. Uh, and if you're dressed as a juggalo, like it's to be expected. Um, so he he went to see this movie. And he's tweeting. He's one of these guys who's like has the phone out and he's tweeting and all this. Um, he thought it sucked. Oh my wow. god! Yeah, this is a guy it's who is probably great. This is a guy who was like Clash of the Titans. I don't know why everybody hated it so much. <laughs> Pretty good. Cloverfield was the best achievement in film I've seen. Oh, man, here. Cloverfield got robbed. But if you can't, if you can't, tar- if you can't get your target audience, though, I mean, what, what, you know? Well, the movie came doing? in first. Yeah, but it came in first with like nine. I mean, both it was, both it was the a top, top two first. movies. Both yeah. of the top two movies surprised expectations. The second number one movie, uh, second the number two movie was was uh, <laughs> the second the, the second the second new release was uh, Takers. This movie that looked like it was supposed to come out like oh, a year ago. Like, no, no, it looked like it was supposed to come out like in, in two thousand five, April or something. Yeah, it's got Paul, Paul Walker, Walker and who else is in it? Paul Walker Dillon. and, and uh, Ti and, T. I. and T. I. Hayden Christensen. Hayden, listen, and, and, and who I like. This they probably film. filmed this when Idris they filmed Elba, who I like. But you know what? Here, here's why this movie is a milestone in, in cinema history. Forget about how good the movie is, but you know, we don't you, know. It used we to be. It used to be that you could have. A movie with a group of guys, then they're criminals or they're badass spies or whatever, and you'd have your four white guys and you'd have one black guy. Mm-hmm. Or you'd have your urban movies where they were all black guys. Nowadays, you look at a movie like The Losers, you got two black guys on the mm-hmm. team. And this movie is three black guys and two white guys. I really and think Jay that, Hernandez. They're taking over. I think that no, I think that, I think we're moving towards the post racial America where you can really have a movie with a bunch of guys and it's like some of them are black and some of them are white. One's it Inuit. doesn't have to be the one yeah, exactly. No, yeah, next next year we'll have the one Inuit guy with the spear. Whoa. And uh, Whoa. I, I just think he's a nice guy. And the ninja I didn't say the spear. The ninja <laughs> the, the, like hacking computers and shit. Yeah, but 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 he's he's right though. He's, like a, like a token Hispanic. black guy. Yeah. 
now it's now there's more black now there's a little up. bit more of a mixture we've been yeah. seeing ads for this a, movie since like march though we've yeah, been seeing march. posters yeah. and stuff like this for march there's a token chinese guy that now though like the chinese are right. the new token and the crack team of this art. this movie all one day we'll this, have a movie where there's a chinese guy and a korean guy and they will actually make the distinction seeing trailers for this movie <laughs> since march almost made it like shutter island light you know what I mean? Oh remember, remember how long you were seeing tra- Shutter Island trailers? You know what? My girlfriend actually refused to see the movie when the movie came out in the theater. She's like, I've seen the runtime of that movie equivalent in the trailer repetition by this point, so <laughs> in, in, I'm not going. And there were Straight ways, the yeah, there were ways yes. to cope with like the fact we that we are duly appointed it. federal marshals. Anyway. You'd have to cope. <laughs> you know, you have to do. You have to start doing exercises <laughs> sitting through the trailer for this movie because you've seen it a, a jillion times. Like when Gilmore and I are at the theater when this Shutter Island came on, we'd do the. Right through the walls, and we had imitated Ratchet yeah. and Maze. Were you there oh, with yeah. us at the theater? Oh, we were laughing. Well, no, which were time? Us, no, no, no were you there with, with us at the theater at the time where uh, I, 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 it might have been either with Ben or some or Viviani or something? But we we were doing this. We were like we, at the same time. We all went right yes. through the walls in a third and party. The fucking yes, yes, the a third party left was also doing that. So great. Uh, the way that I got through the Takers trailer was very simple. And feel free to uh, do this exercise. Go to Apple, uh, open up the, the trailer for Takers, and T.I., remove him from the movie, insert Gilmore. <laughs> like, whenever he's doing something cool, like, yeah. And he's talking cool, and he's talking like the hustle, and he just got out of jail, he's been gone a long time. Imagine Gilmore saying, like, those cool, suave lines makes the movie instantly cool. <laughs> No, it's just it's it's hilarious. That's how I got through it. I've been imagining Gilmore in movies for a long time. So. <laughs> uh, what are some top Gilmore should have played this movies? Do you think? Um, wow. Uh, Rain of well, Fire. Let's just talk about Rain of Fire when Gilmore's like ah with the axe, <laughs> right? Rain of Fire was a good one. I should have. Uh, Basically, anything Rob Cohen directs, put him in there. A Fast and the Furious wouldn't be bad with Gilmore in it. I, I think Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift because I think Gilmore as like the hick who goes to Tokyo and shows uh-huh. the Japanese how to like or as little bow wow. Yeah. Let me show you around Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, putting Gilmore in movies is a way to cut. Let's cope play with... Liam Neeson's character in Clash of the Titans. Liam Neeson's character is Clash of the Titans, or as Release EO, the Gilmore. or as EO, <laughs> or just uh, the Kraken. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think of you as a Cloverfield monster. Like the Cloverfield monster, and like when little really? things are that's, coming off of it. That, yeah, I was like gonna say like. I give like, you marquee sometimes. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, usually mm-hmm. I would expect you to go. I'm like the. When it's spitting off those little monsters, or like killing the military guys. Those are like your children. It's like when you're drowning a child. The the thing about Cloverfield, I was thinking about when I was thinking about this Frank Sanders guy and, and his perspective on movies. Uh, there is literally a scene where those little creatures that are falling off the monster are killing armed marines. Uh, yeah. And then when they get in the sewers, the, the main character is like beating them off with a shoe. <laughs> nah, get it off! Hitting it with a shoe, and, and it's working. <laughs> well, every monster has its weaknesses. Yeah. The signs like, so this one. Military yeah. guy is blowing yeah. it away with a gun. Yeah. Arm shoe. That's amazing. That, that's, that's good filmmaking right there. <laughs> That's good shit right there, man. That Cloverfield is a good suspenseful movie, man. I so, like what, so what's the uh, so what's the moral of the story? Go see the Exorcism or the Last Exorcism. No, no, I think I think we're I think we devoted to skip that one. You know what I was thinking though? This just should have been the weekend that Scott Pilgrim came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it Scott really Pilgrim should have came out. It was a little crowd. It would have done twenty. It would have done. I don't know, but eighteen. But, but here, here, here's the thing. It's the first week of school. Kids who are going to go to college are slowly gravitating towards the different colleges of the you know especially the freshmen yeah i remember 
I moved in with this kid named Greg from Maine, and we just didn't know each other. And that's what you do in the first several weeks of college: is you go to movies because you're still being friendly, but you don't. Yeah, it's like have to really a movie. you don't have to engage, and it's yeah, yeah, it's kind of a break. You well, know, you I break went down. I movies in stuff. college that I thought were runaway hits, the biggest hits ever, because all the, everyone I knew went to them. And you know, <laughs> you go to a movie when you're in college, and you're like, oh, everyone saw this movie, and then you get out in the real world, and it's like, didn't you guys see? It's just a microcosm, yeah, of exactly. everything, right? Like, no, like now is a big, um, you know. But, but, you know, get the kids going to college and wanting to socialize and do events yeah, together. They know. don't really know each other. But I don't know. This was a soft, soft weekend, and it was not going to get me to the multiplex. What's, and I mean, next weekend we got Machete. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Best cast Machete, ever. and then, then a week after Machete, Resident Evil 3D. You know, you know, I completely. But that's heard. a that's a movie that, that's a franchise. I don't know who the audience is there because I don't know anyone who's seen any of the Resident Evil movies. Frank Sanders. Really, he's seen all. Of them? I've, I've seen all. You've of them. Seen all? Yeah, I've we seen see all. Them, we see and them. I think I've seen them in the theater. But I mean, yeah, we, that's we, the kind we of. We always see them matinee and make fun of them. But I mean, talk about zombies. That's oh, we don't take them carefully. That's a we don't take them seriously. Doesn't... No, I, I, yeah. I, I get that. But I mean, I, I, that movie doesn't. That series doesn't seem to me that one that's generating a lot of revenue. It doesn't seem to be in the zeitgeist at all. It's like it people... is actually. But it is. The Resident yeah. Evil before. Am I just so out of touch? Top twenty of that year. Like really? They do Isn't that really nuts? Well. They do really, really well in the box office because they're hot chicks, yeah. action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you basically get but, everyone but in. It seems like I always, I always watch these trailers, and then they retarded. come out, and then you don't hear anything about them. I yeah. don't know. But this one I think looks especially shitty though, just because of Ali Larder. She's a well, horrible actress, and she does. The, there's a part in the trailer where she finishes doing a flip or some shit. And you're, you, they're doing that thing where you're like, oh, this is going to suck, where you, she's doing a pose afterwards. Yeah, it's a badass. You, yeah, that's if, the bad, badassitude. Yeah, because if you were in that situation, that's what you would do after that. Yeah. Not check behind you to see if the person who's probably going to kill you is still <laughs> fucking behind you. No, you would take the time to flip your hair up and pose. Brian, well, the I whole world's find, been yeah. fucking decimated, and, the, and you know, the, you deserve to give yourself the flip. I mean, uh, my God. Gil- you're out there, you know, you're fighting, you're on the front lines with the zombie apocalypse. There's nothing else left but you. Gilmore. I, I, I know that I know I know somebody with with your physique and physical abilities probably can't relate to this, but if you're going to be whipping ass, you got to look good doing it, <laughs> right? It, it, it is not easy. I'd like to okay. imagine Gilmore doing the hair flip. I think that's part. Hair. I think that's part of the superhuman like human abilities. I picture. I mean, this movie is going to be ridiculous. Who are you going to watch it with me? Who are you going to watch it with? You. You're going to watch it with me. Yeah. Big Yanks even t- twittered out like. I have to see Resident Evil. Sorry you live in New York, but, you, I mean, that's the movie you want to see. Or uh, Ben Dunn said, I have to see this movie with Jonathan. Because we're just going to be laughing, clowning the whole time. What else is coming out next week? we got Machete next week. And that, that's, yeah, that's going to be the movie we're going to see. You know what's kind of weird? Yeah. Uh, I understand why, for business pur- purposes, they need that. But it's kind of weird that they bothered to make a trailer for it. Well, we, oh, because they already <laughs> have one for yeah, it. Yeah, the movie came oh. from a trailer. Well, nobody really saw Grindhouse in the theater. Well, they so, fucking recycle that fucking. Right. Are they going to show trailers for movies that may or may not? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I mean, you saw Grindhouse opening weekend, right? No, not no, opening weekend. Didn't? I no. saw it. Okay. I think I saw it at the New Beverly when that exi- You know, so mm-hmm. I actually waited a while to see it. But I, you know, that movie didn't blow me away either. But yeah, Machete was definitely the best well, part of that whole. Well, Machete was great. I really like Planet Terror Planet and all Terror that. Was a delight. And then don't. Don't. Edgar Wright's Don't trailer is don't, fun. Don't was very funny. <laughs> you know? Don't was funny, Thanksgiving. And Rob Zombie's funny. trailer? Don't was good, yeah. The, the Nazi werewolf the one. Which it, they, they just ripped off on True Blood. And the only way oh, I really? would ever get behind Eli Roth is if he actually went ahead and made Thanksgiving. Yeah. That was yeah. the best yeah. part of that. For the whole thing, that was my favorite thing out of almost all of well, podcasting. Those are the movies we have looking to look forward to in the next 
What is Toys. the new Resident Evil movie about? Seriously, I mean, uh, like, isn't it like they're on the moon now because the know. Earth has been like they've they, 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 they actually run into Jason X. And yeah, they, but you know, every movie's uh, like the, you know, okay, well, the zombies took over this town. Now the zombies took over the con- now they took over the whole planet. Like, where are they falling back to? I don't understand. I think they're going underground or something. Okay, I think they're going underground and like. What's it called? I, when they get to Resident the moon, Evil, let me know. I don't know Resident Evil 3D. <laughs> I just not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's just called Resident Evil Extinction. Yeah. No, that was Where the last go? one. Where do you go yeah. from extinction? Like, I think I think it's Resident Evil rebirth? soon. Ooh, Re- soon. Resident Evil Rebirth. Come Resident Evil Resident Evil will be back. Yeah. Be right back. BRB. Resident Evil BRB 3D. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, guys, let's talk about a little bit of, of news that we can talk about. Um, this is news that we took from the Geekscape website. So you want to be checking Geekscape.net for this kind of news. Which you can probably find some other places too, but we just like it that you come get it. I mean, I, I just like that we. I, I, I mean, here's the one thing they don't get it everywhere else. Uh, you go somewhere else, like an Ain't It Cool or something like that, to get your news, you get a bunch of fucking haters, right? Like, oh shit, shit. Here we have a community that everybody likes and everybody likes each other. Okay. Uh, this Iron Fist movie, you know, yeah, they, they hired screenwriters for Iron Fist, which is kind of cool. Um, that was news that I took from uh, Eric Ad's Weekend Geek. Which is like a weekly Friday. We get like a wrap up of the, some of the week's news. That's my new favorite thing. Yeah, I, really I like the Week in Geek, and he said that that some writers have been hired to do this Iron Fist script. How do you do that movie, Garrett, as a screenwriter? How do you do that movie, and do you pay do you pay some 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 reverence to like the seventies uh, kung fu? Do you what do you do? I don't you think though that there are some concepts, given the sensibilities where we are now, that right. are going to be hard to translate. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just talking about the title. Like, the title alone, you can't say Iron Fist without people snickering. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, are you going to be able to put that on a billboard these days without every, every 13-year-old being like, I'm not going to go see Iron Fist. Well, like, I mean, whatever. You, I, I got think, an Iron Fist right here. You know, I think it's whatever. comparable to, I've like, seen Iron Fist thing already. You know, yeah, whatever, I mean, I think yeah. it's comparable to, like, a Ninja Assassin or something like that. Like, Iron Fist. I think there's well, a way you can squeeze it. Well, they have to go beat like that because they could actually make it all Kung Fu The Legend Continues or whatever. What is, I, I think... Like, they could make that movie know. good. And I think they, they, they might succeed. It, it, it's it, it's, it's going to be the first movie that comes out under the Disney under, banner. Under the new Marvel right. low-budget Disney experiment. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And I think a, a yeah. low-budget, just but you know, grinded I, I, I think out, hardcore a, fighting movie could be cool. Yeah, I think that's a really bold idea. I mean, just the concept of them, like, let's you know, let's forget the $200 million budget. Let's try let's to do take 20, these Let's do 20, let's do 40. Yeah, exactly. And just right. make, you know. And, and I, think, I think what they really need to do is just find filmmakers with, with some vision about it and, and mm-hmm. you know, don't be so don't be so faithful to to a comic book that's that's so old. Just try to you know try to find you know something that's gonna feel fresh. And if you get into the new shit, there's just way too much continuity at this point with all these like Chinese names. They could yeah. arguably do the Seven Cities of Heaven that that one storyline where there, where Danny Rand was found out that he's Iron Fist, but he's only one portion of the world of the Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the seven different cities of heaven, and. Uh, he had to fight six other fighters in a tournament, and that was a pretty cool storyline. And so I could see it's like a tournament movie, where it had a bit of a of a framework that this movie mm-hmm. could work and have a beginning, middle, and end. But it, I mean, do you think, tur- do you think a tournament is too low stakes? They though? can't I mean, do tournament movies oh, a, anymore. You know, you know why can't they do tournament movies? Well, something What's I read. Tournament movie. They Karate, Karate Kid, Kid did well, but but I, I agree. Jaden Smith was it good? It was very good. That the that Karate actually that was the movie good. I was imagining you in it as the role of the Chinese actor. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just took out Jackie Chan, who, who uh, was was great in Karate. The new Karate Kid was good. The new Karate Kid, other than the Psycho remake by uh, Gus Van Sant, was literally the most 
slavishly faithful remake I've ever seen in my life, where it is scene by scene the exact structure of the original film, like, and almost, and there's a time at times line by line. But yeah, and unlike the the Gus Van Sant remake of Psycho, there was still a freshness and a bit of a pop to it, and what they did with uh, with, you know, because. You had the scene where Mr. Miyagi is mourning, and you know he's he's getting drunk and stuff like that. I th- I really liked what they did with didn't think that, that scene in this well. one. Really, I was down with it. It mm. just felt what uncomfortable and stuff. Well, well he's he's too way too young to have lost his kid in in the internment camps, and it's in China, not America. So he just has his family was killed by a drunk driver or something. No, like his that. family. He was. Oh no, he was he driving was a car. Like, and yeah. it was a car accident, but it wasn't oh, his so fault. He has, like, remorse. He has yeah. remorse. I, yeah. I, I I was touched by the new Karate mm. Kid. I I thought it was great, and and I think that you take an Iron Fist movie and you strip it down, and the Iron Fist can still be the spiritual. Th- you put a little bit of spirituality in it, stuff like that, and it's something for him to. To aspire for to master this spiritual perfection between physical and mental and, and you know, I think it'd be but cool. in the in the context of like, tournament though, I mean, I think it seems with some badasses. I just don't think a tournament movie's gonna sell toys, you know, and like that's what they want. I I, I just you think that there's, all these different high concept fighters, but I don't know what the stakes are. And, and I'm not saying that everything has to be, you know, an asteroid's going to hit the world or this guy's going to, he's got a doomsday machine, but I just think that the, the stakes of uh, I need to win this tournament for self respect or whatever feels a little low stakes and I think that something that's very telling is that the Karate Kid obviously was just kind of a vanity project for Will Smith's kid but at the same time because it was he's a 12 year old it's that's easier for us to buy into now than maybe a teenager doing that role now I think if you tried to do the Karate Kid with a teenager now maybe it wouldn't be have a, a modern enough sensibility maybe it would seem a little too hokey for for current sensibility so aging that down was probably a good idea a tournament movie with Iron Fist obviously it's not going to be like a 12 year old with bullies right. on the playground but I don't know. What, what do you think sure. about maybe pitching these ABC Family guys who who like you? Um, karate tween? <laughs> well, we just what do you, think? you know karate, um, karate tween, kung fu tween. They, they, they're act, they're, they're, their demographic is actually like is, is women, and it's they have a lot of success with their their females. Yeah. Kung fu pull boy. So. Kung fu pull boy. Yeah. Yeah. Look what reruns on there. It's like Gilmore. Gilmore Girls exactly. Um, but you know their big hit is this gymnastics show with about a bunch of teenage girls on a, you know on a gymnastics team. So I thought maybe if you had a bunch of, of teenage girls, like, but if they were like a ninja camp or something like that. You have to watch, like I mean, you, you watch and keep up with the channel because you're no, professional. No, not really. Like I, just, I mean, I, I, you know, I kept <laughs> up with it for a while, but I don't, I don't really right. keep active with it anymore. Um, guys, Mission Impossible 4. I know that the, the last, down. I know the last Tom Cruise movie didn't do so well, but Mission Impossible 3 was the best Mission Impossible You know, I never movie. liked any of the films. I, I thought Mission the third Impossible one. 3 Mission was okay. Mission Impossible 3 was an action-packed thrill ride. But now it looks like they're going to add Jeremy Renner to the franchise as a younger agent. You know, as much as I love Jeremy Renner and as much as Tom Cruise becomes more and more of a liability each time out of the gate, Jeremy Renner still doesn't mean anything like in mm-hmm. terms of like... I mean, star power is such a nebulous concept. Nowadays, you know, nothing's guaranteed. But right. Jeremy Renner is still not a household name. Right. I think he's a terrific actor and he deserves all the success in the world. I'd love to see him headline this kind of franchise. But if they're saying, we need to bring in this hot young Renner guy... You know, you know, no one saw her locker as much and as he's he got. Not that young. He's like in his mid thirties. Yeah. He's not like this. Yeah. But yeah. what does it say about Tom Cruise coming off Night and Day and like the the not so stellar box office Night and Day? What does it say about Tom Cruise that he needs a bit of a yeah uh, of help getting people into the the seats to see a Mission Impossible Four, which is almost like a you know is a franchise that seems high concept enough for people to show up. I mean. Did Mission Impossible Two really hurt it that much? You know, we've said, but that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, even Harrison Ford hadn't done anything for ten years that anyone saw. So hey, yeah. I'll do another Indiana Jones movie, and now, 
you know, Tom Cruise, and that's kind yeah, of but shit happens all the time. Like he, he had like a, he started a Josh Hartnett movie. And like yeah, but, but I mean, uh, yeah, but none of those it's movies movie. were, but like the like the Cruise movies, none of those were really. Well, Jeremy, are you saying that Jeremy Renner is the Sheila Booth to <laughs> Tom God. Cruise that you know Indiana Jones? It's quite like possible. Okay. It's quite possible. Uh, you know. I, I never thought they did. A, I never was happy with the Mission Impossible franchise at all. I thought, you know, they they took, they, you know, they took the title of a show that was nothing like and made it nothing like the source mm-hmm. material. But at it's all. about spies. It's but nothing's wrong thing, with right? it's got spies and stuff, and but, like they talk you know, to each there's other. There's something wrong with like, you know, there's something wrong with like a cool <laughs> and kick-ass stuff explodes spy movie, in like but, a couple minutes. You know, I, you know, the first the first couple films didn't do much for me. The third movie I thought was a, a tiny step in the right direction, but are you mad that I was underwhelmed the, in, by all in of the them. Mission Impossible movies? Uh, they actually achieve the missions. Is that what you're upset about? I love about? the fact that they bring that they're, they're, the, mis- the missions like turn out to be actually time, be possible. <laughs> Do you not like that the that there are possibilities of actually achieving the mission? Did you ever see the? Uh, yeah, what a pessimistic yeah. title! Like, yeah. it's like we're going to give you this mission, but you're probably not going to pull it off. It's but like, even what? the even the name of the organization is called the Impossible Missions Force. So it's like they're setting themselves up to fail. Like, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. President, we are the Impossible Missions Force. <laughs> We've, what did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> President's like, we, we, sorry, we lost the nuke, but it's right there in our name. I know what else. <laughs> I don't have anybody else to turn to. Yeah. I need you to take this mission. Uh, Why? Yeah. Look at yeah. our name. Yeah. Uh, you know we're batting uh, over in like seven hundred, right? <laughs> we're, the, we're the reason countries don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, Brad Pitt in his uh, red. What's Brad Pitt's shingle? Called. It's a, uh, a plan B. Plan B. They've they're I supposedly the I guess they're into this uh, Red Dead Redemption, but they've picked up. Red, I mean, they're going to develop Red Dead Redemption possibly as a movie that Brad Pitt can star in as John Marsden. Why not? I mean, sure. why not? I'm yeah. down. You, you I know, still haven't played the game. So. Yeah. The game. I'm. Uh, I'm to think 92 percent on 100 percent in that bitch. Wow, very impressive. Uh, it, it kind of impressive in some light. Sad. Really not impressive. Does in the game live light. up to the hype? I love the game. Yeah. I really do. But I can understand why people would not be into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, why, you're, why if, you're, if you're a Grand Theft Auto fan, because the milieu, you're gonna love it. Yeah, right. It, yeah. And, it, and it just play. It's a, unlike the Grand Theft Auto games where you get behind a wheel of a car, you bump somebody, you have to run from the cops. This game, you can kind of just write. Well, it's, it's, the old a, it's almost a casual game at times because you're just on your horse mm. and you're just riding, and every now and then there's a casual mission in the in this, you know, the countryside that you needed to. You know, no, the beauty of the West to? is that if you wanted to steal people's shit, you could get away with it a lot easier. Rope people to the train tracks. It's actually more possible than game. GTA. It's more realistic yeah, in that line right. because if you did some shit to someone, you could get away with that. Yeah. It's easy. Didn't oh, I just Red say Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, like oh, right old, away. In the, old, in the old West? I think Brian just yeah. said what I said, but louder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I, uh, he I'll talk louder. Sorry. He, he does oh, okay. that a lot. <laughs> he didn't when Jonathan just glazes over something that a guest says. Well, I've never been here, so well, I don't want to. I heard what he said. I'm not going to talk over him. But, but, uh, but he didn't Gilmore, care, so he doesn't yeah. want to hear from you either. That happens with Gilmore. What just happened? Can we loop that over the front of Yeah. Right here? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Gilmore, Gilmore, what is your deal? Um, Gilmore's here to distract and ignore the big guest. Um, guys, James McTeague, who we, t- we talked about Ninja Assassin a little bit ago, he was the director of that. He was also director of oh, Beef for Vendetta. You know, I had forgotten that I saw that mm-hmm. movie. I literally, I think I fell asleep halfway through. He is, uh, <laughs> he is I guess, uh, the director for this, uh, The Raven, Edgar Allan Poe. It's going to have John Cusack playing Edgar Allan Poe in the last few days of his life mm-hmm. uh, as they track down a killer. Um, it's not going to be as good as the Simpsons version. No way. <laughs> no way. I think that's yeah. I think that's that's pretty easy yeah. to call on that one. Dark Crystal sounds like it's going to be shot and done on 3D. Wait, there, this is a remake. The Dark Crystal Two. Is it going to be Dark oh, Crystal okay. sequel? Oh, okay. The dark, the like, darker crystal. 
Still, really? That's what it's called? No. Okay. Gilmore, uh, what still, the fuck? Why I would don't they... know, dude, there's some retarded shit out there. I don't know. One of them is sitting in this room with headphones on. <laughs> Dark Crystal Gilmore, drew Crystal please. Darker. Yeah. But, I mean, is it still going to be puppets? Uh, it's actually called Crystal Light. It's a tie-in. Fuck you. <laughs> Is it so? Yeah, yeah, it's still gonna be Henson puppets and that, okay. but they're gonna be in 3D, and we're gonna have Stexies in 3D. I'm down with this. Yeah, you know, uh, Dark Crystal was—it's just That's one of those 3D. one of those properties that you're like, why are they resurrecting this? The movie, no one got the movie when it came out. So great. Like the the, the studio did didn't like the movie. Nightmares. The audience didn't respond to the movie. The, most people didn't get it. You know, most people were like, I'm expecting Kermit the Frog, and we got this weird trippy mm-hmm. shit. And so I don't it understand. The shit. It the I agree. Shit out of my but that's one of those movies that yeah, I must have seen. Born. When the Dark Crystal came out in 1982. <laughs> that's true. But you I, weren't born. Your generation that's, that's still part was of Teletubbies. The, that's, it's still part of that. Uh, Why aren't you thing? at fucking Mighty Morphicon right now with your generation? No, but that's Don't the talk that's to weird. us about had, your generation. His generation. But, but, yeah. we had, but we still had all that. Like, uh, like we're, 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 in the, we're in the same... We're done with it. Yeah, you're picking up our it. scraps, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Fucking hang on our nuts. And I always wonder why I, I got all these things that like you guys got that for some reason I saw it. And it's because we were poor. And so my mom would go, and I think, like, just get all the shit that was current for you uh, back then was new. What's that? You tell, know what this is. What Don't is. be an idiot. Tell them what that is. World's smallest. Yeah. There's like... audio listeners in the world. But it's just one of those things where I look at that and I say, why Why are we doing this? Why now? It doesn't really seem to mean uh, anything. Gilmore, Gilmore, you were poor, but you were rich with stupidity. Um... <laughs> Guys, uh, that's what you were thinking about the whole time. Dark Crystal 3D. Uh, you down. know what? I, I, I'm down with it, but I think that... Uh, that uh, the Henson Company is mo- like missing a, an integral tie-in to maybe a possibly new way of seeing a movie that uh, they just need to develop the technology of taking out your eyeball and w- walking around with it in your eye like Augur did in the original Dark Crystal. Like, why can't they do something that's a little more inherent to the story, a little more inherent to the culture? I thought you were oh, going to yeah, say, taking your eyeballs out and replacing them with ping pong balls. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Augur when she takes her eyeball out? Uh, here's, here, here's my point, like, because this was a My Generation movie, but I saw the first half of that movie, like, hundred times and I could never get through it because really it was slow paced and I you know it, you oh. know it didn't it, 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 when the landstrider falls bizarre. into that canyon as a kid even at four or five when that landstrider fell into that canyon it was so traumatic that that I can see it you're deeply affected but there's stuff like I, there's stuff that I remember that so, moment. it was so sad stuff I remember so vividly from the first half of that movie like trial by stone like I find the shot you know like all that stuff <laughs> You know, I'll never forget, but the, I can't tell you what happens in the second half of the movie. No oh, the second half is incredible. Did they even find the I've, crystal? I, the well, shard? I, I, I've, I don't I've even got know. this. Uh, I've got the uh, DVD. Please feel free. Um, it is such I'll a great movie. I'll probably turn it off halfway through. To me, I love this movie. It is a great movie. Um, and you know what? I'm up for any sequel. Really I have trust in the hands. But you know, then again, I said, you know, if you asked me three years ago that they were doing a sequel to Tron, I'd say, why? No one, you know, that was not really a big hit back then. It was a sort of a bizarre movie right. that people remember for kitsch value, but the new Tron looks like it's going to kick ass. Yeah, it looks like iPhones. Yeah. It's a, it looks like a like a like iTunes ad, iPod ads. Um, guys, this is tragic. Satoshi Khan, the director of uh, big anime director, he directed Perfect Blue, Paprika, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfather. He died of pancreatic cancer hmm. last week. It was like a rumor on the site, then it became a super deformed. One of our users, who's there in Louisiana, he uh, submitted the news. He's a big anime guy. He went to this anime expo in Louisiana, which, if you can think of like. An expo to put in Louisiana, it probably shouldn't be the one that like you expect Japanese people to show up because <laughs> it's in fucking Louisiana. He went to this anime expo. He's like, yeah, so not a lot of people, people there. So it's basically a bunch of white people who dream of banging Asian chicks that aren't around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and can't get to like an actual like 
Asian chick. One day I saw a real yeah. live yeah. Asian chick. I actually heard that on Loveline. So someone from the Midwest had this big Asian fetish. Just Never because, met like, one. Uh, just because, like, yeah, no, I love, and I met this Asian girl, and I left my girlfriend, but it was crazy because you never see an Asian girl. And, like, Dr. Drew and all these people from, like, L.A. are like, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go across the, walk outside. You see them everywhere. So apparently you just don't get them. Well, that's because Dr. Drew is swimming in Asian tail, and most people <laughs> <laughs> um, Heidi Helliker, one of our users that we uh, that we love, uh, she um, Lock and Key, this uh, Joe yeah. Hill book, or it's, it's a comic that. series. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Uh, it was supposedly going to be adapted into a movie. I really, I read the first trade. I recommended it here on the show, uh, but I guess it's not going the way of uh, film. It's going to TV, which is kind of oh. cool in the wake of The Walking Dead, and we'll see how the success is of that. But I could totally see how the Lock and Key would work with. Uh, television. Mm. Have you read Lock and Key stuff? No. Okay. But it, I, I mean, I've heard yeah. enough about it that it sounds like something I really. Well, there are different read. keys in this house, and yeah. in, in, in using the keys on doors cause you to do different things. Like you can literally change your gender. Right, you can right. talk to the dead. Yeah. You can do different things depending on the type of key that you use. And uh, and I can see how things could get really. Co- I, I can see how this could go towards a more serious, moody, uh, supernatural world and the way that that true bloods become a runaway hit mm-hmm. even though it's got supernatural elements to it i could see how this this would work as a tv series and not necessarily i mean you do this as a movie and you ended up with house three <laughs> remember house those uh, horror movies from yeah, the 80s with, uh, yeah yeah uh which oh, fine little movies if you want to hold a gauntlet one night and go through a bunch of movies um Comic books. Do you read comic books, Gary, at all? You know what? I've only been a comic book reader for about two years now. So we saw so you at Comic-Con. I'm what still, were you I'm still immersing yourself? myself in the world. Well, you know, I decided to go to Comic-Con because, you know, I had this genre project that I've been working on, uh-huh. and I thought maybe I should immerse myself in the comic book world a little Ooh, bit more. Ooh, the thing you can't tell us about. Were you, faking the, you were you faking the funk there? Like, well, like come on. Faking you, it. Were, were you a third fake nerd? What? Like, what are you doing fake, at Comic-Con? Fake nerd? No, I'm okay. I'm, 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 I'm the world, man. I had a very good time. Yeah, I mean, great. honestly, the me, hanging out with the Geeks Cake guys was without a doubt the highlight this of my, guy, my some, time there. This little and, guy over and, uh, here, Hoggle. This little guy right here. Speaking Brian, of Henson who, movies, uh, Hoggle from Labyrinth right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Hoggle, go this way. Yeah. Hoggle, Hoggle lied to but, her. But, uh, you know, uh, I, do, I do read some comic books now. I've just finished The Sword. Uh, you know, I finally finished that, which was amazing. The Lunar yeah, Brothers yeah. can't miss, as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, Girls is great, and uh, an Ultra. Yet, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a trade guy. I don't like to read the single issues. Understandable. So I yeah. wait until the trades are done. So Sword was probably the last trade was out maybe a month or two ago. But man, what so a so they have finished the Sword in trade. Yes, the whole yes. series. Because I read series, single issues, yeah. guys. Yeah. Don't mess around. We recommended Ultra. We know we recommended Girls. The Sword is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, now that it's totally done and in trades, I think there. are there were 24 original issues. How many trades are there? Four. Maybe four? Four trades. Guys, yeah. pick same. up the they sword. Seem to keep fire, same. fire, water, air, and uh, whatever. Fire? Fire is the last one. Yes. Fire, love. Love is the last one. Fire, water, earth, and air. You don't even read. Fire, water, earth, and air. So uh, what, it, what it is, is, as I told you guys on the show, when I read the first issue, how awesome a cliffhanger it's got with this mm. girl who's in a wheelchair she's eating dinner with her parents all of a sudden these three mysterious people walk in and just start using the elements uh to kill their family right and she's in a wheelchair and they claim to be looking for this sword they question the father the father denies knowing any knowledge of it he's just a normal guy and they burn the, they kill the family burn the house down to cover their tracks tear this girl out of her wheelchair she and as the house burns it, yeah. she falls through the through the 
to the ground into the basement and they've already left she's the house is burning around her and she sees a sword sticking out of the ground yeah, yeah. and it gives you invincibility power it gives you it gives you these godly powers if you can just get by the fact that there are these three unbelievably powerful immortals that like come to the house and don't check the basement once you get past right. that, <laughs> that part <laughs> and the rest of it's fantastic you know what you say you don't have it Oh, okay. Okay. We're just gonna kill you. <laughs> it's not on your tiny room table. Yeah. 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 I'm out of ideas. God damn it! It's not in the living room or bit. the kitchen. We're done. You get past that little bit, and uh, and the series is great, isn't it? It has some of the coolest comic book fight scenes. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not a guy. Who's and the fight scenes go forever. for a bit. Yeah. yeah but you and they're know, brutal. If you can imagine, Bones breaking, you know, blood. try to imagine like you know someone that can control like anything with water, and it's like, well, that's kind of a limited power. But no, it's not. They do everything. They freeze it. He uses his daggers. Yeah, he uses yeah. the ice as daggers. I mean, you know, he has. Gi- He's fighting by the ocean. He uses giant ocean waves. It's amazing. And then he, and then she fights the Earth guy, who's turned, you know, making giant, you know, giants out of rocks. And it's a, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's an awesome series. Yeah. What I like about the Linden Brothers the most is the dialogue. Yeah, they write very human characters. It's very naturalistic. Very, very practical. Very yeah, accessible. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're yeah. in these larger than life situations, yeah. reacting as you would. Yeah. Yeah. It's not they're not playing cool, right. they're not playing as you No, they're know. frightened and they're you know, they're human and they're they're vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, could not recommend the sword enough, especially now that it's in trade. You guys yeah. don't fuck around right now. What was that thing what was that other thing you were well, reading? I, I just finished like today or maybe yesterday, uh, Unwritten Volume Two, the Unwritten Yes, about the the author that? The, yeah. who uh, t- catch me up on it. I, I read the the first issue or so the unwritten is about an author whose no, it's father about disappeared. The son of an author. Well, it's son so of an author. That's try right. to imagine, if you will, that Harry Potter was written by a guy who based the character on his own son. Mm-hmm. So in this world, it's Tommy Taylor is basically the Harry Potter mm-hmm. analog, and now it's about the grown-up Tom who's lived in the shadow of this creation of his father's his whole life, and his father has disappeared. So he's kind of doing the convention circuit just to make money, like kind of whoring out his living off his dad's yeah, living off coattails, his dad's yeah. coattails and then these strange events start happening and he's kind of trying to track down what happened to his dad and he finds this map that his father left him and with has which has all these f- specific uh areas from fiction on the map and so basically it just comes down to the fact that we we know that the boundaries between reality and fiction are very kind of tenuous in certain areas and and maybe this guy really is the the magical character from the books and he doesn't really know it yet and uh other characters from literature you know, appear at various strange moments. Uh, he gets sent to prison at one point for murders he didn't commit, and then Frankenstein shows up in the second trade paperback. Like using the map, they kind of go back in time to like a sort of ghost version of uh, Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. and they meet Goebbels, and, and Goebbels is a very powerful figure because he was all about creating lies and creating you know fiction in right. order to um, the, the the strength of the of the written word. Yeah, exactly. That so sort the of strength stuff. of stories and the strength of the, of the written. What word. you say comes true. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and two trade paperbacks, and it's not spelled out, but you. You know that's what that's what the themes are and where it's going, and uh, so it's it's definitely part mystery, and uh, I just think it I think it's smart. If you guys love reading about science fiction and about fantasy, then it's it's a great book for people. Okay. Who the are, unwritten. Who are I'm gonna give that one another shot because yeah. I bought the first tra- uh, the first the first issue came out as like a free comic book day or like uh, a one dollar yeah. issue yeah. or something, and I got it. And I was like, hey, it's cool. But yeah. now knowing that it goes to some really high concept and really action packed yeah. places, that actually sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The, the the last issue in the in the first trade is like this huge bio you know uh, biography of Rudyard Kipling which is fascinating and, and you, you know you're wondering what's where where that's kind of going and, and how that kind of ties into it and it doesn't immediately but it's it's fascinating in its own right in in trade paperback two there's a 
there's a story about a, a, a rabbit character who's basically in kind of a Beatrix Potter world, mm -hmm. but he's, he's actually a guy from the real world who got stuck in the story, so he's the most foul-mouthed, like, annoyed rabbit. <laughs> and he's, he's kind of dealing with all these Winnie the Pooh-type characters, and he's like, they're like, hey, Mr. Bunny, like, how are you doing? He's Go like, fuck yourself. He's, yeah. he's like, get the fuck out of my face, you cunt, like, you know. Yeah, and, wow. Uh, yeah, so wow. It's, language. it's very funny, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to watch that. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, you, you are doing the seven second delay, right, Gilmore? We're gonna Gilmore, yeah. Gilmore, hit the beat. <laughs> um, guys, uh, comic books. What about video games? You been playing any video games? Do you do? I'm not a big. Partake in the game. Sadly, I'm not a gamer. I'm sorry. I probably should have told you that you wouldn't have had me. No, on. it's fine. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> no, that's, it's like that's here we're we're here talking about fun. video games, comic books, and movies. Let's hear the video game. Uh, and you're like, oh, yeah. blood starts coming out of your nose. Um, the last time I played video games yeah. was at the uh, Flynn's Arcade thing. Yeah. The, that was so awesome. Wasn't it cool? That was like the coolest immersive, you know, uh, environment. I don't know what to call it. A environment event promotion at Comic-Con. I thought Yeah, they, they did that. You weren't there last year. They did no, it last yeah, year. Yeah. The, 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 what is that called? The, um... This time they had a little haunted house type thing in there. Well, oh, it's a, uh, it's an interactive game. What are those interactive games that, that the promotional games were, you... You know, they call... Oh, like an ARG? The ARG. Yeah, okay, gotcha, that yeah. part of the ARG, man. I told you guys on the show, standing in line with those dudes who've been playing the, the Tron Legacy ARG for like the last two and a half, three years. Wow, jeez. Intense. Yeah. I was like, man, I really... I don't know what to think of you right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I know you're determined, but your head may not be in the right place. I remember... Uh, and, I, and the shit that they gave us for that party, we went to the Tron Spread Your Legacies party, mm. uh, as we call it here on Geekscape... Uh, I made like 40 bucks off that shit. Was it a coin purse? Yeah, no comment. I got the yeah. coin purse. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yeah, throw that on eBay. eBay. Yeah, eBay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 40 bucks. I got three of those. I didn't think the coin purse had anything in it, so I said, oh, I don't want one. And then I found it it had the fucking tokens in it, so I'm like, all right, give me the goddamn coin Yeah, there are people yeah. like the dudes I stood in line with for the ARG thing who yeah. will pay you for those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. figured, you know, I'll have it, keep it on my dress, dresser for a year, and then say, why the fuck do I have this again? Time for eBay. So. Right. I remember right. when Lost first had their first ARG like four or five years ago. I got really into it for like 48 hours and then I realized that I could just sit back and watch other people find the answers and then just post them <laughs> online. And then of course I realized that everything about my Lost obsession was a waste of time, so here we are. Yeah, how, how brutal was that ending? A, a man, like... I never saw the epilogue. Oh, oh a, the there epilogue. Was, there was an epilogue? The epilogue is on the season six DVD, which just came out, but they, yeah, they leaked some of the footage on... Talk about answering about the most this. pointlessly boring questions that no one really gave a shit about. They're like, like what? Here the they answer the question of this where the Hugo's weight. where the Dharma food drops come from. Like anyone still gives a shit. Yeah, nobody cares. Literally, Ben Linus goes into a warehouse where two guys in Dharma uniforms are packing up food, and he's like, "Hey guys, guess what? You're fired. Here's your severance checks." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, it turns out the Dharma Nation has been gone for so long." And they're like, "We're still sending food out there." And Ben's like, "Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer some of your questions." And then so Ben shows them one of the videos, you know, another Dharma video from with Chang in it, talking about polar bears or some shit. As it's if we didn't know where the polar time. bears were. We all knew that polar bears were just for experimentation. So they're like, well, here's this video about polar bears in our experiments. Yes, we knew the Dharma Initiative was using to polar bears in their experiments. Why? To yeah. what end? We, we, the, didn't, we didn't care that they were using polar bears in experiments. Yeah, the only, we wanted the, to know to what end. The only good thing is that they actually have Walt in one scene where they go... They, they go he's like 30. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing for the NBA. He's, you know, he, he, Why has he got to be playing for the NBA? Because he's, he's very big. He's, he's tall. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, is he black? You're I don't remember. Shit. Yeah. You just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. So he, he's in an insane asylum, and they go, and Ben and Hurley break him out, and they say, come to the island with us, and he says, gee, thanks, and that's, that's it. it. It sucks. It's what work. a I mean, jerk you know, off! 
It, it, the only thing worse than not getting answers is getting shitty answers to questions <laughs> you didn't give a shit about anyway. But Good it God. begs the question as to why Walt wasn't in the big church in, in heaven. Right. Whatever. Who fucking cares? I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> so, it left a sour taste in your mouth, didn't it? No, you know, it's not that. It's not that the finale was. It's not like the finale was so bad, and I was so disappointed with it. But Just really, I think, I think the show really peaked at season three, and then after that, it was a slow decline. Yeah, so by the time everyone the, fucking dropped off right. yeah. season three. So by the time they got to season six, and by the time the end, I just wasn't interested anymore. I was like, you know what? Uh, it wasn't that I was crushed by the right. ending. It was more like, yeah, I, I, I about expected that because the last few years have been kind of. As a writer of, my of the Santa Babies uh, yeah. series. Well, you know, I mean, the pe- people felt the same way about Santa Baby 2. You oh. know, they thought oh. it really peaked in Santa Baby 1, and then Santa Baby 2 really dropped uh, off but, in quality. But, but, is it, so, is it a, I'm not bulletproof, people. Is it a it good happens. argument? Is it, good, is it a good defense when you're like, oh, but it was all about the characters, yet they put cliffhangers at the end of every single episode? <laughs> How are cliffhangers not about story? Yeah. You know what? Not about propelling physical acts forward. But tell me, and then to claim it was only about characters, and we don't yeah. actually have any. We don't have any fucking. Uh, we're not tied to paying off any physical, any story answers right, whatsoever. Right. We're just going to pay off the. the, the we're only going to satisfy characters. It doesn't work. But it's not even. It's not even that we didn't get some answers. It's that we kind of got shitty answers. Like, mm. well, really, the island is about these two, you know, immortal guys who brothers that hate each other, and there's a, you know, there's a yellow. Cave that they're fighting over, and it's just magic, skittles, and that's literally skittles. it. Like that's it, yeah. Skittles you know, flavor, man. And, and I don't think that any of the characters wound up in in, in places that were particularly, you know, satisfying for right. any of them. Really, you know, I'm trying to think of who, right. who had a really good satisfying ending. None of them, really. I mean, anyway. Gilmore. This is old news. You played this. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Lost here and there <laughs> for a while. Gilmore, Scott Pilgrim game. It's the yeah. big downloadable content that everybody liked. Was the Scott Pilgrim yeah. game. You played it. Did you like it? Yeah, but through it with Jason, it was fun. But here's the thing: it's 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 kind of like most uh, side scrolls that you have. Like it's it's a beat 'em up. It's like a yeah, ra- it, reverse it, it, it's, yeah. It's like a du- it's like a uh, Dungeon, it's like a double du- dragon. Double dragon. Okay. It's like a double dragon, but so is Castle Crashers, right? And that's one of my favorite games, like ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fantastic. And side scrollers, kind of like uh, tower defense games, even though they're all basic. Every single one of them is basically the same game. Uh, they're all about personality, yeah. and this and Castle Crash is so great because it has yeah. a great fucking personality all the way through. It's consistent. Uh, Scott Pilgrim has little bursts of that. Like yeah. it's cute and it's nice. Like it has really cool little. It's really fun to play with someone else, but it's kind of weird to have to play the type of game where you have to level. Up. You have to level up to in order in order to go um, to progress with yeah. someone to, to progress with someone else which oh. you have to do like so it's you're tied pretty, with to somebody yeah and it's cool because you can play as either scott uh stills uh kim or ramona mm-hmm. and uh you you know it, it, and anamana gucci who's this awesome yeah. 8-bit band mm-hmm. did the music for us the music's fantastic uh but uh this uh, you can play as either one of those guys and uh you have a support character you know when a character comes in oh, cool. and helps you out and so everyone has the same support character everyone has knives knives comes out and like for example for scott she blows love mm. and it says love and smoke and then it like uh it, it, it hits everyone once and they all have different uh knives assists and it's just kind of fun because there's all these tiny little um all these tiny little things that are really, really fun throughout the entire game, if you've read the books. Uh, so if you've read the books, and uh, even I guess if you've watched the movie and paid really close attention to all the characters, 
then the game is a blast. If you're just going in cold, I wouldn't even bother. Because it's just a side-scroller. And here's the thing. It has no online co-op, so like I can't play with anybody else. Cause oh, really? No yeah. online co-op on a four-person speed-em-up. It just seems mm. like a, a downloadable content. It seems like a no-brainer. And it's a shame it doesn't have it, because I, I just wouldn't be interested otherwise. I kind of feel like since the movie was all about like bringing like video game stylistics into the real world, that the video game should have been much more realistic. So it should have been like, <laughs> you kill the first evil ex, and then you have to watch him slowly bleed out in agony. And then like, you go to his funeral, and it's not, there's no, it's not fun at all. It's all about, you know, like, what Scott's world would really be like. Oh, like he's being hounded by bill collectors all the time, because he doesn't have a job, and you know, people just don't like him. <laughs> You wanted it to be like a Persona game. With well, in it. just, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, but here's the thing that, now that you say that, that actually is great about the game. It has all these awesome little little throwbacks to Nintendo games, to yeah. just any 8-bit hmm. games you might have played. For example, the map screen where you go from level to yeah. level is just like uh, Mario 3. That's cool. And it even has uh, warp pipes or whatever That's like cool. all, hmm. over, all hmm. over the map. Uh, when you beat a uh, when you beat an evil X, you get uh, you even get that same KO from that that you get in, uh, in mm. like older. Don't, don't know what you're talking about. In like older fighting games. <laughs> and, like, to say that again. Honestly, yeah. you know, Super Mario is bad one where I, where my video game reference is kind of. <laughs> yeah, and this and this has a bunch of like when you punch uh, one of the one of the fatter henchmen sounds like when you punch King Hippo <laughs> in the yeah, right place. Cool. Um, it, there, there's just a bunch of tiny little like references that make the game mm. fun, which are which, which is great. But if you haven't read it, it's just right. not that worth it. There's this game, uh, Death Spank. You know, where you're a knight and you're running around doing quests, yeah, and that, really that actually had the co-op on it. Uh-huh. Uh, it came out last month. Now we're finding out that a sequel, it's a bigger downloadable content, is going to come out next month already there's a sequel coming out it's a longer game uh i went over to will kissler's today he's doing some cgi and animating on a video a music video that we co-directed and he was playing death spank he loved it um i got it that of, of all the dlc that came out this summer that's the one i really have that i really want to download is death spank and maybe shank shank looks badass too it's like kind of a beat em up yeah they're pushing the hell out of that too um guys geekscape has a brand new series in conjunction with our buddies machinima uh, it's called NPCs. It is. I just needed to do some narrative shorts. I just wanted to do narrative shorts. I didn't want to go too far to do them, so it stars us. Uh, the first sh- uh, short went up with Machinima on their YouTube channel, and it's got. We shot it at the Geekscape booth in Comic Con. It's got me and Tim Jennings, who I forced into a Metroid costume to be my booth babe, <laughs> and it's called Booth Bubs. If you guys go to uh, YouTube and look for Booth Bubs. Uh, you can see it. You can also see it on, in our favorites and our Geekscape.net YouTube channel. Um, Got to tell you, I didn't have a lot of expectations for this short. I put it up and was like, "Hey, it'll do well because it's a machinima. Maybe it'll get a nine, ten thousand hits in the first weekend." In a day, it got forty-five thousand hits, which is just insane to Very me. Very nice. Yeah, considering the series as we move forward, and machinima guys know this, it's just a giant Geekscape commercial. Then uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. We've got more actors. You'll see more actors from our who you've seen on the couch. You'll see more Geekscapists in the series. But keep keep watching Geekscape and keep up on the website because you'll see NPCs. Uh, very excited about well, it. Sounds like a great series. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, Garofoli here. Uh, in all honesty, guys, go go and check out this. Is it on Netflix? The Santa Baby. 
Uh, Should be right. No, the first it's one? not. Oh wow! I'm really pissed. They actually have it okay. saved now. Okay. But like you know, when the DVD came out, I was obsessed with going yeah, to Netflix, yeah, and it yeah, wasn't yeah, there for like yeah, a year, yeah. and now it's like saved. But you can get it for like five bucks if okay. you poke around the internet. Santa Baby. <laughs> and then in October, you'll be able to pick up Santa Baby Two, just in time for Christmas. Don't and I, my, my money's here on the Snow Globe, though, the one that you're not pushing. Snow Globe is uh, cool. No, Snow Globe is cool. Uh, if you good. can stomach the first hour of the movie, the second hour is really worth it. What a ringing yeah. endorsement for the author. <laughs> it gets a lot um, Gary, you've been great on Geekscape. I love having you, man. Oh, it was great being here. I mean, it really came along just at the right time because I'm broke and this check is going to help me out in a big way. So, <laughs> Guys, thanks. Geekscape, where the money is made. Uh, as we're saying that, uh, go pick up some shirts. We got new Geekscape merch at the Geekscape uh, store. So go to Geekscape and click on through to that. Buy yourself some stuff. Uh, also, go to twitter.com slash geekscape.net spelled out, facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out, and YouTube. We have the same kind of channel there. Uh, and check us out. MySpace, <laughs> MySpace we're going to throw a funeral for. Uh, Gilmore, any closing <laughs> closing thoughts for uh, for the Geekscapists out here? Uh, no, we're really good. We, we got nothing. Check, check out the features every okay. single day. We've got great writers coming. Great we writers. Have, we have a list. We have the Weekend Geek. Uh, we have uh, History of the Nerd is coming back soon. Um, and but, 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 but here's the thing. How do you not get on Netflix? You know what I saw the other day? They have this movie called Twilight. Uh, God, what's it called? What were you searching for? What? No, essentially. No, it's called. On Netflix, twat. twat. You know when you you just scroll through Netflix instantly. Or search for twat? Yeah. It says there's a movie called Taint Light that's out. Go to Netflix and request request Santa Baby. It's a Twilight spoof that basically, if if you check out the first NPCs episode, that has a million times the production value of this. No, and that's not even like. Don't even compare them. It's like a high school movie. It's horrible. How the fuck is that on Netflix? Brian Gilmore, everybody. Why do we even ask him to talk? How the fuck is that on Netflix? Taint light. You're like, wrap up the episode, then we ask you one simple question, and you go off. Or Okay. See you guys next week with a review of Machete. Garrett? Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Nice to be here on your couch. Hey, Geekscape, it's Sax Carr here, one of the hosts of Fandom Planet Radio, and we have a fantastic interview with you from the people behind Warren the Ape, also Warren the Ape. Here we go. Who do we have here? I'm Spencer Shinoy, co-creator of Greg the Bunny and Warren the Ape, which is on now. I'm uh, Warren the Ape, exploited oh. star who resents the implication that he was created. <laughs> um, Dan Milano, very awkward relationship with Warren. Sean Baker, one of the co-creators, co-directors of the show. I'm Josh Sussman. I'm Cecil Greenblatt on the show, Warren's assistant. All right, so I guess the first question everyone's asking is, being associated with uh, a famous ape, does it get you pussy? Mm -hmm. Uh, It gets him pussy. It gets him pussy. (laughs) Yeah, which is ironic because I'm the only one here who technically doesn't need it. (laughs) So it's kind of ironic. But, uh, yeah, no, puppeteers and their associates, not so popular with the ladies. Um, But, yeah, I do okay. I do okay. Yeah. Sort of smell my finger. Oh, Warren. Thank it's you true. for putting it on the microphone. Yeah. That's exactly I what I was looking for. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I guess there, then, okay, so you guys are, you're, you know, it's, it's very important you guys connect with your geek demographic. Mm. What is the geekiest thing about this show? Probably Dan Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of the geekiest. Josh and I are the geekiest yeah, things Josh. about the show. Um, 
you know, I, we're fanboys. You know, I, I think I think I'm absolutely influenced by you know like comic books and movies I grew up with, and games like Dungeons and Dragons, and mm-hmm. uh, and just the fact that we play with puppets kind of makes us geeks to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually fond of saying I think it's kind of a science fiction show. I mean, the idea that fabricated Americans are these puppets that live among us is kind of a sci-fi idea. But so. also, I'll say that when we created the show back in the nine in the mid '90s, like Sean, Dan, and I all had like different sort of geek interests that all kind of came together and so we all bring definitely yeah an eclectic mix to the group yeah, who here in this room has the copyright on fabricated americans as a concept uh, I, I think that falls under our intellectual property yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. you are a horror movie geek and uh yeah that's we we bring all different elements more of, of geekdom nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spencer's more studious. <laughs> the, um, you know, from the very beginning, we've been doing movie parodies. So mm-hmm. I think in this this season, we actually played a lot with like uh, the grindhouse cinema stuff and doing homages to those sort of seventies, eighties exploitation films. Nice. So yeah. What about you? What's geeky about you? Well, I'm, I just play a geek on TV. I'm kind of cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I've, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons before, but it was my first time playing it on the show. But, no, I love movies. I love, like, Star Trek and Star Wars. And in an upcoming episode, the one this Monday, I got to hold a lightsaber, which was very cool, and that was, like, a moment I'll cherish, like... Wow, this is my job? You got to have actual lightsaber combat on television, or at least you will when that airs. <laughs> I had a lightsaber battle, and it was my job, so it was awesome. Well, i got to say, having watched the, the few times you guys have played Dungeons & Dragons, you have actually never yet played it. But it's uh, Now, which edition are we supposed to be seeing there? Uh, okay, so to get technical, um, I used all my the pieces and the Dungeon Master screen from edition 3.5, mm-hmm. but we were playing with the 4.0 rules, and uh, Cecil's character reads out loud, you know, like the 4.0 cleric rules or paladin rules or something okay. like that in the scene. But it was kind of a mishmash. Right. In fact, um, uh, it upset me that when the Dungeon Master, who's over here, Bill Fry, our supervising producer, when uh, Bill announced um, <laughs> he was putting a beholder on the table. Mm-hmm. Fans of D&D know that wasn't a beholder. Yes, that's yeah, right. No, we didn't have the beholder mini available. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Anyone who has a beholder mini at home and wants to send it to the cast of War in the Ape, they need it desperately need it. for next, next year's exciting beholder arc. That's going to be a fantastic story. That's the entire audience, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thousands of them. Yay! Um, so I guess the question is, uh, 4.0, Do you think it's cupcaked, or do you think it's it's still good for valid D and D players? Uh, it's it. You get out of it what you put into it. It's cupcaked, which makes it more accessible, which is a company I think they need to do mm-hmm. to some extent. But also, I think that like you get out what you put in. You can. These guys are laughing. What the hell are you talking about? Warren's eyes Good. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Keep talking. Just keep burying yourself. I think you get out of that stuff what you put into it. A role-playing game is as complicated as you want to make it. The rule books have always been suggestions and nothing but. So, you know, if you want to make it extra crunchy, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. What other famous people beyond Warren do you think play Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, um, uh, a lot of people play, like, uh, let's see, Stephen Colbert, and uh, there was a rumor that Vin Diesel got Dame Judi Dench to play it. Um... <laughs> Uh, 
folk obvious, more obvious choices like Will Wheaton. We tried um, to get Eugene Levy to play. I remember back in the day. <laughs> <That's>, we did. <laughs> I said I would play if you got Eugene. To if play. we actually got Eugene in a game, that would be amazing. A lot of people play. I go to a lot of meetings where people have seen me play. Is on that, that D and D anonymous? The meetings you're yes. going to? In a way, because I go to studio meetings around town, and people often say, "I saw the D and D scene in your show," or "I saw you play with the robot chicken guys on YouTube," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Do you have a game going?" Can <laughs> I get in on that? Like a lot of writers, executives, actors, they all play, but it's sort of like a closet thing, mm-hmm. and they feel safe to approach me about it. Like, so where do you guys get together? Can I get in on that? Like Fight Club. Very nice. <laughs> well, so all right, so you guys are—are uh, are you coming up on a second season? It's to be announced, kind of. We're okay. in that period where we're still waiting to see, but we have to. We're in that sweet, sweet place when a show just has no idea. <laughs> uh, you know, where you're just sort of holding and waiting for the call to come. Yeah. So, you know, we hope we get to do more. I would certainly like to do more. I need the scratch. Have you saved? I spent, no. Have you saved any of it? No. No. It's all gone? Yep. Because you, you didn't make great money this year, but you no, made some. I certainly did not. I, I made some money, but between the alimony and then, of course, there's the booze, because i got to stay drunk or there's no season two. <laughs> Right? Because Stuart Pinsky still has a lot of work to do on me. So it's actually a detriment to the show if I sober up. That's true. Yeah. So so all the liquor is a write off Mm -hmm. because it's business expense. Yeah, do you keep your receipts? Uh, If only I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we believe very much in the power of geeks and fandom. So how can the people who are watching this help that second season come to fruition? The, the power is in their keyboards, seriously. If they can just, uh, you know, follow at Warren the Ape on Twitter, if they can go become uh, friends of Warren the Ape de Montague on Facebook, that's really the new rating system. You know, uh, rather than Nielsen ratings, it's really about online presence. And if you go and you stream the stuff and you download it on iTunes, and if you write to MTV and say, I want more of this shit, then maybe they'll make it. Very nice. Tell a friend. That, I, I'm into that motto, tell a friend. Like, pass it along. I tell one friend, and they watch the show. They like it. They tell ten more friends. Those ten more friends, they tell five more. Those five more tell like 15 the, more. Do the math. Pay it forward. Like the Vidal Sassoon commercials. And just that reference alone is why maybe we're not doing great with 14-year-olds. That's right. Well, that's it. One, is proposing the pay it forward method of getting your friends to watch the show. Also, it's hoping our audience has friends, which is probably a mistake. science theater. You know, they to say at the end of every episode, circulate the tapes and nothing has changed between now and then. It's like, you know, we're a show that works on the steam of the fans, absolutely. Like, we are absolutely dependent on all of you that if you like the show and you tell somebody about it and you make efforts to tell the network you like it, that's what helps shows like us and Futurama and Family Guy, you know, um, keep going. I thought that was all Seth MacFarlane's money. Yeah, well, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane would not be a millionaire if it wasn't for all you guys. And, uh, you know, I, I could use a pool. <laughs> yeah, it was great you could. Okay, can we, see, can we see any Warren cameos anywhere? Or you hope, what Warren cameos would you hope for? If uh, you know, is, he, is he in the back of any episodes or something? Uh, is uh, Warren have yeah. cameos in yeah. something? Or does, well, currently no one has approached Warren about appearances mm-hmm. yet, but we would love to do that. Okay. Well, what's his dream appearance? What is your dream appearance, sir? Oh, uh, I would love to uh, be featured probably in an issue of Playboy, uh, you know, it's like kind of one of those like sexy interviews where they do twenty questions with me while I'm like, you know, just dry humping some bunnies. That's the kind of bunny I always wanted to to work with, not Greg the bunny, but the Playboy bunnies, you know. But maybe the skankier ones. Well, you're banned from the mansion, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always Swank, you know, yeah, Cherry. True. There's a lot of <laughs> magazines that would probably have me. That's so that, that that's what I would love to do. And maybe my own talk show, like sort of Playboy After Dark, sort of De Montague After Dark. You're more of a club show. guy than a Playboy guy anyway. Yeah, you? Club and Swank is probably yeah. more how I roll. <laughs> <clears throat> Hustler, the ones where they show people peeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's about as much time as we have with these guys because they've got a big, long signing line they've got to get to right away. But remember, if you enjoy War and the Ape, tell everyone about it. And if you don't, lie. So please, use the power of the Internet to get these guys a second season because they rock. And keep tuning in here to Geekscape.net. I'm Sax Carr. See you next time. <laughs>